All right, I'm going to do this in one take because I do everything in one take. Something is deeply and sadistically wrong with the world. Um, and it's getting more and more painfully obvious to see. We saw Biden riots and Trump riots tweet trending on the same day on old Twitter. Uh, and that just eliminates the fact that there's so much misinformation in the world being fed to us by the ultra elite uh, and the, the world's richest people. And I know that you people are very tired of people with beards coming and telling you to think and stuff, um, but it's starting to get real out there, guys. People are dying. People are dying in the streets. People are dying from Chinese manufactured bioweapons. Um, or allegedly so, anyway, by the American government now um, and backed up by the Austral Australians. But the fact is, who's whose goals does all this serve whose goals does it serve to have biden up against trump and biden can't even form a sentence half the time whose goals was it to have hillary against trump whose goals are it to keep us with masks on and to keep us compliant and to keep us in fear of going outside or interacting with other people and i mean there's a lot of champions of this pandemic thing out there uh, and they're asking us to look at the numbers. They're asking us to look at comorbid comor comorbidity rather, uh, and see how many people have actually died just from COVID out of these numbers that they're shoving down our throats. Um, and I mean, anybody with a brain instantly labels that stuff as conspiracy theory or edge, whatever they call it, edgy something. But the thing is, why are we programmed to instantly dismiss stuff if the collective thinks that it's wrong and i mean the the greeks had a word for that they they labeled it as a, as a logical fallacy they called it um argumentum ad populum and basically that means that it's, it's the bandwagon theory so if everybody's on the bandwagon that doesn't necessarily mean that it's true and believing that it's true instantly makes you at fault of a logical fallacy which means that you've you've made a logical error there um and the thing is like smart people don't agree with argumentum ad populum like smart people and i'm not a doctor i'm not i haven't even graduated anything but my point is doctors believe in the scientific method and the, the, the properties of the scientific method are that you'll reevaluate new data and apply it to a given scenario or a given process or a given solution um, and that's why you don't see PhDs in politics. That's why you don't see PhDs in, in, in Canada here in, in Parliament or, or in, in the states in the, in the Senate or the, the Congress is because that's a really bad thing to do in politics. If you go against your word when you were uh, campaigning, um, then people lose trust in you and you won't get an, another vote and you, you might even get kicked out. Uh, so the point is like, if you're given new data, and you have to reevaluate your opinion or your your thoughts or your processes or your solutions um and you can't do that under the public eye because the public will disown you then phds just don't go into politics and that's fact you can look that up you can look at the percentage rate of phds in canada versus in parliament and it's sickening smart people don't do politics only dumb people do and that's why trump is fucking president and that's why justin is prime minister and that's why that's why this whole thing is turning into a shit show and uh, actually just 
I mean, Trump is a reality TV star, and we seem to forget that. And then they vote him in as president. And it, it's not just the happenstance that he was against Hillary. He was a fucking criminal. But the thing is about pandemic, um, if you start to wonder who benefits from having us in fear, who are the fear mongers and war mongers, the people who benefit from selling bullets to each side in a civil war are the people that are driving this thing and driving all the other movements that are that are causing deaths right now, like Black Lives Matter. Somebody, uh, a white friend of mine, um, posted a, a share on Facebook that said, um, I don't support Black Lives Matter. Uh, I don't support the KKK. I don't support extremists in any movement or any race or whatever. I support them based on their individual merits as a person. Um, and that's a very dangerous sentiment because the only reason that there is violence in the Black Lives Movement, Black Lives Matter movement, uh, is because fringe characters or fringe actors or bad actors that have hooked onto it and started using it to abuse other people. Um, that's not the original point. Uh, but the other point that is very important is that some of these bad actors, the majority of these bad actors in any of these given movements are paid actors or, or, or otherwise... Um, otherwise benefiting from the transaction in some way. Uh, and that's a very uh, sociopathic thing for me to say as somebody diagnosed as psychosis and sociopathy. Um, but every single interaction you have with another person, whether it be supporting Black Lives Matter because you want to further your own game uh, or even interacting with your own mother or your children is, is entirely based on the amount of dopamine you receive from that interaction. And that's true in every single person. And serotonin and stuff i don't know how the brain works but my point is it's all self-serving and it's all like if you if you do a nice deed and it's it's evident on youtube with these people that do a nice deed and then tape it and videotape it and distribute it like be nice to the homeless anyway whether or not you're getting views or subscribes and that's just not in anybody's benefit except for these I don't know. The point is, um, these people that are profiting off your suffering are the people that benefit from civil war or that benefit from a global pandemic or that benefit from Trump inciting riots or, or, or benefit from all this drama on Twitter and in real life and people abusing people and people shooting people because of these political interactions that they or affiliations that they have. Um, you gotta think who benefits, man. And it's the richest hundred families in the world. It's the richest hundred people, men and women of different ethnic and, and, and religious backgrounds. Um, it's the money that makes the world go round, And it's the money that's driving all of this hatred and, and, and instigating all of this violence. Um, and that's the real crime. Like, why are we forcing currency down kids' throat before they're even throats rather before they're even old enough to to make a decision about whether or not currency is for them? Why does why is math taught in pennies and dimes and nickels and stuff? I don't even know if those exist in your country. But the point is, there's going to be not much left after this is all said and done of what your original civil rights and liberties were regardless of where you are um, because they're being system systemically torn from you without your consent uh, in order to further benefit the rich 
and it's evident and it's everywhere and it's not something that people can deny anymore it's not it's not wrapped in fiction it's not 1984 1984 was a long time ago. It's far worse now. It's far worse. There's a cat. So once everything crumbles, and once the Dow Jones and the, the S&P and everything about the American economy and the global economy fails, uh, and there's no more food trucks, and there's no more gas trucks, and there's no more money at the ATMs, which just happened in Greece like three years ago, if there's civil war like there is in the Ukraine about Russian overlordship or whatever you want to call it um, in the States. And if there's straight up danger to everyone, then how is everyone going to react? And who's going to be left and who benefits? And the thing is, there's going to be a phoenix that rises from this mess. And whether or not that's something that saves us or condemns us is completely up to us and the general population and how we react and what we accept and how we integrate this new world order into our own thinking and how we approach, I don't know, how we approach each other and who do we protect and how do we, how do we, how do we count on the government and the man to protect us if the cops are literally shooting people for no reason? <laughs> and it's, it's a move towards individualism and it's a move towards socialism or group thinking. Um, that's every decision in life. And so how do we, how do we, how do we benefit when 99% of the wealth in the world is tied up in these 100 richest families and 90% of the wealth in the world is tied up digitally when they're still forcing fiat on us which which is basically we're, we're told to accept it because they tell us it has value like in Canada up until 20 years ago the bills actually said that you could trade this this note in for its weight or its worth in gold uh, and then they took that away because there wasn't enough gold because they were printing too much money um, and now it just says this bill is legal tender so they're telling you this bill has value and then we accept that blindly for no particular reason um, because we trust the government and these governments canada and the united states and, and and all of these western governments have only existed a couple hundred years in their in their current state and they're gonna disappear faster than we can say go because that's what the world that's what the the the, the group that's what the the markets want to have happen china doesn't need to wage a war they just need to wait russia doesn't need to wage a war they just need to wait we're imploding on ourselves very, very quickly. And they're good at that. Do you think the Japanese just forgot the fact that we nuked them like 60 years ago? Or do you think that kind of hatred lasts for generations in these Asian cultures? And do you think that they're not spending... Do, they, do you think that the, the proportion of the hundreds of world's richest families that live in Japan or China or Russia... Or any of these countries that despise America and everything that it stands for. Do you think that they're not vying with their wealth to have this crumbling happen? Do you think they're not affecting the 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 elections? Do you think that they're not spending as much as they can in their time and money to make sure that to make sure that this is the end of all things for North America anyway? Um, 
And how do we stop that? How do we realize that these foreign actors and these bad actors all over the place have their own incentivization to, or incentives rather, to, to make sure that we don't succeed? And how do we rally? How do we communicate? How do we, how do we get the message out? I don't even know what my message is. I don't even know what the point of this video is. I just know that it needs to be said. And it needs to be consumed and it needs to be understood by people that can actually affect some kind of change, some kind of change that that changes. And I mean, that's the point of the scientific method is that the change needs to change with the needs of the time. And I mean, that's why everlasting change, and I used to say that all the time, everlasting change is an oxymoron because it can't be everlasting if it's going to be changed. If it's changing, it needs to change as the experiments variables change and we need some kind of change that's actually going to benefit the average joe or the uh, susie q and none of the solutions that exist in the world will suffice and the thing is the world has enough resources we have enough technology we have enough artificial intelligence we have enough robots to provide for every single person in the world's basic needs except greed won't let us and how messed up is that people are dying in the streets in vancouver and even in halifax which is not that far from where i am and even like in every city in the world people are dying in the streets because they don't have enough food or they don't have shelter or they don't have access to medical care and that is sickening that's terrible and the only thing stopping us from actually helping everyone is are these paradigms are these are these assumptions are these um are these things that are forced down our throats by the people that own all of the media and that influence thought and that create the memes there's a lot of memers out there that don't mean to do anything with their memes that are just trying to get a reaction but the thing is the reaction the, the reaction and the meme are both crafted by people that are unbelievably sadistic and i said that at the beginning of the video but you know that um that meme that went around that uh uh two shots challenge or whatever that that eventually morphed into um and this is not by uh, by mistake this is on purpose but the kids of these parents would then join them to do two shots of i don't forget what it is like the lemon juice or whatever and the thing is that's a room full of people full of people in suits men and women of different ethnic and religious backgrounds that said, how do we normalize drinking at a very young age and make it subliminal and make it so that the people involved in the advertisement want to share that advertisement and challenge other people to take part in the advertisement and have it be an everlasting memory of these children so that they'll grow up and think that drinking is cool. And I mean, I don't mind a drink, but why do we normalize shit <coughs> to six-year-olds if it's going to damage them and if it's going to sacrifice them and if it's going to throw them under the bus? And why, why, do we, why do we accept the fact that these people, and these are just wage slaves too. These aren't even people that benefit from selling liquor to six-year-olds. This is, this is the corporate entity that makes billions by throwing children under the bus actual children everybody's children that's horrifying but yeah i guess my point is just 
don't dismiss everything that's counter to popular opinion as a fringe theory is what it was called. A fringe theory or uh, conspiracy theory or whatever. Fringe artist, I don't know. Um, just try to think and try to realize that there are components at play that are designed to keep you disenfranchised. And that's not what the founders of the countries that we live in had wanted. They wanted you to be able to afford a house without getting in debt to do it. They wanted you to be able to afford your car. They wanted you to be able to afford a piece of a factory. Like not even a small piece, not even like a like a like a capitalist market like a, a equity share, not even one share of Apple. They wanted you to be able to start your own companies at your own will without debt and without risk. They wanted to lessen the amount of hours people worked in a week with the Industrial Revolution. And we just end up working more because the people that capitalized on it, the capitalists involved, said, how do we make more money? And now that we have most of the money, how do we make more? And the Bolsheviks and the, the French, they decapitated all their wealthy and their, their czars and their princes and their, their, their kings and their royalty. And they said, we don't want that. And then when we were over here, we were being taxed without representation and, and all that. I mean, uh, we, I say collectively for North America, but the thing is we, we decided to revolt and kill, I don't know how many people in order to have our own system that wasn't disenfranchised. And then it was all torn and, and, and reconstructed and, 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 and the, the assumptions were changed and now we're disenfranchised from birth. It's a form of slavery and nobody really understands that. And that sounds like white privilege, but it's not white privilege. It's a form of slavery. The lack of choice and the lack of ability to, 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 to be financially independent. And people are starving themselves. There's, there's, I mean, like not even, not even the, the, the homeless, but everybody is start starving themselves if they're from a younger generation on the average. Um, because the economy is in such shambles and was for 40 years now and it's just getting worse just now epically um but there's a study released uh that said that millennials are eating out less and they're also shopping for food less which is paradoxical because that means they're just not eating which is a really funny way of saying they're starving themselves because they have no money or the money they have they spent is on liquor or they spent on liquor either. or whatever vice that they have to keep them not sober for a day and that's really powerful because being sober sucks and it sucks for a lot of people and there's more and more people and the statistics are out there that are affected by mental health issues and affected by addictions issues um just because there's no opportunity where they are or, or in their line of work or, or or from how they were raised or what money was available because there is no more money and because there is no more ambition and there's no more drive and this has lasted 20 minutes so i'm gonna stop the video but the point is um where does your paycheck go if you have one and if you get one from the government is it enough to even cover the basic necessities and Whose fault is that discrepancy? 
who gains from keeping us all poor and who gains from keeping us all hating each other it's the ultra rich and i'm i'm tired of saying it and i'm tired of i'm tired of not being able to affect an ever-changing change myself um because something needs something needs to the the pin needs to drop and and the the changes need to happen and we need to make sure that we have an earth to live on in whatever they said like eight years or whatever um before it's irrevocably irrevocably whatever before it's not possible to go back from the damage that we're causing the world um and there's even people out there that claim that that's just another fear-mongering tactic but it didn't even work it didn't work as well as they wanted it to people were not scared of climate change they were not scared of the impending doom of everyone they were more scared of something that could affect them if they caught it from a chinese virus so who manufactures consent and who manufactures fear for their own benefit guys that's the question all right goodbye